Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Hi, this is Chris. This is Taylor. And we are the co-hosts of Epic Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast brought to you by With Purpose. We're glad that you are here with us on this day, listening to news updates, education, um, and hopefully an awareness of what can go on in your business and in your community. We're just going to dive right back into this. We've been working on, uh, Taylor, it's been, we've been doing this for a few weeks now about workplace culture. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So this will be our fourth episode. Uh, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit more about how to create a culture that promotes trust and that makes your employees feel secure in their role or at least in their relationship with your management. I love it. And, you know, we, um, this is what we do for a living um, is we go into businesses and, and this is just an extension of what we do for our clients and in the community. So again, let's just dive into this. We, we've been talking about this workplace atmosphere. Um, so if you've been listening over the past few weeks or you want to kind of catch up, you can go a few weeks back, but we're talking about not just the brick and mortar workplace atmosphere, but we also, we have self-directed teams, meaning that they are, they're not in the actual workplace. They're working from home. They're remote employees. So how would you Taylor describe a workplace atmosphere that has visible trust? Like you can actually see it, you know, it's in the air, it's tangible. Yeah. So I think the best way to, um, you're able to visually see it is to be able to see how the, how the employees interact. And like we said, whether that's in a brick and mortar, whether that's virtual. Um, so it's how they talk to each other. Uh, it's the tone in which they talk to each other. It's are they asking questions or are they making statements? I think if you can, uh, what I mean by that is, is are they asking questions that are just kind of micromanaging or not giving them space to do their job? Um, and then it's also just gonna see how, how willing are they to interact with each other? I think that shows a desire to be in that relationship because that shows a level of trust that's apparent there. Yeah. And I think too, that um, when we think about trust, it's almost this idea. And and again, it's a tangible idea, but it's this opportunity where people can speak freely out of respect, right? There's got to be respect shown. Um, And I think this, this dives into this next arena of visible trust. And that's an atmosphere that's promoting safety. And we're not talking about OSHA. We're not talking about, you know, um, this cone of silence, if you will, but it, we're really talking about that trust and in safety and being able to kind of share what needs to be shared without repercussions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, ta- we're talking about being able to um, bring in ideas that may be off the wall or um, or may sound a little uh, overly simplified or a little, a little dumb even. Uh, and we want to have a space where you can openly have those conversations and ask those questions and not fear repercussion, whether that's going to be punishment or being looked down on. Yeah. I like that. Here's the other thing I'm going to kind of throw into this too, is, is when we think about um, an atmosphere of remote, let's say, or brick and mortar that is promoting an element of safety when it comes to trust is to your point, using those ideas and validating those ideas. We may not be able to use them right away, but at least we know that we're listening to the people around us. For example, um, you and me, you and I, um, 
you know, there's a lot of great ideas that you have, Taylor, and I'm listening and I'm, there's a lot of stuff that you have said to me about, you know, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And because we have an atmosphere of trust here in our company, we're listening, right? I'm not just hearing you. We're actively listening. I put stuff away. You put stuff away and we have a concentrated time of brainstorming, idea giving, idea sharing, and it's reciprocated, right? If you're giving me ideas and I respond, then you're listening to my ideas and we're going back and forth until either A, an agreement is made or um, a decision has been made in the sense of this is what we're going to do, or this is the timeline in which we're going to do it. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about here? Exactly. Yep. So when we think about that, what would you say businesses need to do today? Either managers, business owners, community leaders, um, where does that start other than trust? We know we've been talking about trust, but where else, how, how do we get that growing? Yeah. So I mean, it, it starts out with you. You know, I don't necessarily think that this has to be something that just a leader within a company uh, does, whether you're the owner, manager, whatever. If you are just the normal everyday employee, I think this is beneficial for you because um, it's going to help create that culture within your team. Um, and so I think that once that starts happening, then I don't think you need to, because a lot of this is going to be relational. Um, this doesn't have to mean that you have to go out there and uh, and single-handedly develop a relationship with every employee in your company or every teammate. Um, because once that culture starts going, that's just assumed. And so when new employees come in or new members come into that group, um, it's going to be felt. Um, and so I think a lot of it is going to be in communication. Um, so I think oftentimes we, uh, for whatever reason, don't want to be truthful. Um, and so we either want to um, give ourselves more credit uh, than is actually due. Um, or we don't want to admit our mistakes. Uh, and I think that if you have a posture that's willing to admit you're wrong, um, I think that definitely shows a more kind of humbled approach and people are more likely to trust you for that. Uh, and they also then believe and trust your motives. Um, so I think um, you're being truthful and you don't want to over, over-represent yourself. Um, you want to communicate effectively and listen. Uh, people, rec- people recognize we may not be able to identify what it takes to be a good listener, but we can easily identify who is a good listener. Um, and so people trust you because they believe that you um, aren't putting yourself first, but that you're actually valuing them. Um, you want to be honest. Um, and so you don't want to be rude or harsh, but you want to be honest. And whether that's like before with not, um, not overvaluing yourself or overdoing yourself, but you also want to be able to tell someone, Hey, I actually do think uh, that, that, that these things could be improved, things like that when asked. Um, you want to be, go for it, go for it. So I was just going to add a couple of other things. And one would be transparent. And I think sometimes people can be oh, too much transparent. Um, but I think that that transparency that brings people into the decision-making helps build that, that culture of safety. But I also think in addition to all the other things that you have shared about is when we're honest with people, when we say something, we've got to make sure that we have the decision made so that people aren't going back and forth. And that's the other thing I think is instrumental in, in providing a culture of safety. If I say this is the way the company is headed, then we need to head in that direction. But I don't say that decision until I have thought things through, right? right. Until I've got the buy-in that I'm seeking. And if I'm not looking for buy-in, then I'm going to go ahead and make decisions. But I need to live by those decisions as well. Um, and so, you know, it might be that and I'm really starting to see some articles right now about your inner circle. 
And so it's not a place for, it's not a place for complaining or uh, talking bad about people, but your inner circle is more of a, of a place of confidentiality, confidence, if you will, um, that says, I'm going to speak to this about you. And I value what you have to share with me, regardless of you who have the experience, we all have some sort of education and opinion that can be brought or perspective that can be brought in to that decision-making process that then helps cultivate the workplace culture for that safety. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, no, I agree. And just to kind of touch on kind of what you said at the beginning, you know, you have to think through what you're saying. And so that also, that also applies, um, that applies to both rewards and punishments. You don't want to yeah. tell an employee, you don't want to tell an employee, Hey, after this time, or after you do these things, we're going to give you that pay raise because if that doesn't happen, they're now doubting. Um, they're not doubting you. They're not going to question what you say moving forward. On the flip side, you don't want to say, hey, we're going to write you up or, hey, we're going to fire you, whatever it may be, and not do it. Um, and so because those things don't just communicate that to that employee, it communicates it to all those watching, all those listening. Um, and even if you say that in a room, just you two, they're going to go and tell their other employees, their other coworkers. Um, and so we want to make sure that when we say these things, that like you said, we've we thought them out uh, and that we plan to act on it. And so that, that then leads us to making sure that when we communicate, we have to think before we do. Um, and so we have an actual plan that we can move forward with. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I really thank you for saying that because it seems so, <laughs> it is so well thought what you just said, this kind of conversation is so well thought out, such a passion of ours, such an experience of ours as well. You, you and I have both worked for good companies and not so good companies, right? Because of people's decision-making skills or lack thereof. And while this might seem to our listeners like, well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> How often do we struggle implementing it? right? We know what should be said. We know what should yeah. be done, but implementing it. And here's the thing is a lot of people, and I, just a whole bunch of people came to my mind on this one. A lot of people believe in people and they want to do the best. And so there are no repercussions for bad behavior. There is no, there is no reward system, if you will, um, for doing something that goes above and beyond um, you know, the C or B grade level, if you will, of, of employees. And so it's almost because someone is asking for something, they're so kind hearted or generous that, and they've not thought it out that they're just going to give whatever the employee is asking for. And that's not correct either. That's not the right thing to do. And so, um, this is where it's really important that workplace safety, if you will, that cultural safety, because it needs to be equal for all people, yeah. right? It's got to be that open awareness for all people that can contribute to the culture of the workplace. So let me ask you this. Um, we know that trust, well, let me ask you, is trust earned or is it given? Yeah. So I, I think uh, in the workplace, I think trust is earned, but in doing so, it's given. If I hire, if you hire an employee, they've earned your trust through that application process. Correct. Uh, and so the moment they're hired, that should be that that trust should be given. Having this, having these processes where employees have to prove it to you, what was the purpose of the application process? What was the purpose of the interview? Um, all that does then is then put them. Um, not only are they learning new job, but they're also learning how to gain your trust. And so it just gives them more work to do. So I think uh, trust should be uh, should definitely just be given uh, because it's already been earned. Yeah, I like that. And I think other people would say, well, I'm giving trust first and then it's earned. And I, I can see both sides of the fence on that. Um, but to your point, we bring people on 
we have got, they've earned that. They've earned it through the interview process. So let them carry it out. Let them prove you right, if you will, because you hired the right candidate um, or you have the right people. And at the same time, regardless of whether it's a first time employee, like someone within 90 days, or they've been around for five years, do you stop giving and or earning trust? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think you can earn trust in other areas. If you're hired to do one job and then you're looking at them for a leadership position, they can earn trust. They can work towards that in a certain way by giving them small tasks and responsibility. Um, so I guess, yes. I don't know if that person has gained um, more trust. They've just gained different areas of trust as well. So I guess that would theoretically be more trust, um, but that doesn't mean that they're more valuable or better than, than their other employees. They're just also fit for this role as well. Agreed. So more trust to carry out the responsibilities that they've been given. Now, we know that if we can earn and give trust, we can also lose trust. How do you think, Taylor, um, that someone can get that back? Yeah. So that, that's where you have to have a good, a good process in place. Um, So in order to get that back, you have to have things lined out. So you have to have a process of how you're properly going to write them up, how you're properly going to go through a probationary period, whatever that may look like. Um, and so I think uh, I think it's going to depend on your company culture. Um, but I think good ways to do that are to go through um, like a mentorship. Um, and so, hey, if if you after if you lost this trust, you can clearly communicate to that that to them, and then say, hey, once a week, I want to meet with you and I want to check in. Um, and then and then you move forward and, and do things like that. There can be. Uh, daily check-ins of, hey, if you, I want to make sure that you're doing your job correctly. And so I need you to check off these li- this list, whatever that may be. But what has to happen is, is through that correction, it's correction, it's not punishment. Um, so th- th- them doing that is a form of punishment. But if you come in with a sense of, hey, you have to earn this back, as opposed to, hey, I want to give this to you back, you're going to see two different outcomes. Um, and, and at some point, not only will you have lost the trust, you'll probably lose the desire for that employee to still work there. Um, and so I think if you have an approach of, hey, I want to help you earn this back, um, I think you're going you're gonna to see a better outcome. You also think that maybe there needs to be an element of patience because we know that all trust is foundational for all relationships. Yeah. And so I'm even thinking at this moment outside the workplace, trust mm-hmm. is, is given. Sometimes we lose trust in people or they just, you know, they just do something that you expected them to do. And, and maybe they do it a couple, three times, regardless of whatever your perspective is. And so you just stop asking them. And I can see that happening in the workplace as well. So it is, I think, exercising a little bit of patience as well, that if we're truly going to care about the people that we work with that work for us, that work with us, that patience has to be demonstrated through the process, right? And kind of remove any type of judgment that they're not going to follow through. And we're just, we're causing them to exit. Um, that's not fair, right? So we, we want to make sure that we have a clear mind when we're thinking about our relationships with our coworkers, employees, our bosses, whatever, and just the people around us. Um, What? Okay. So let me, what would be some of the most damaging things an employer can do um, to damage the trust of an employee? Yeah. So, I mean, I I think it's, um, I know for me, and and it probably honestly varies employee to employee. Uh, I can say for myself, it's been, um, 
It's been workplaces where one thing's been said and they say, oh, we're doing it for this reason. And it's actually done for another reason. Um, because for me, that tells me that they then think that either I'm not able to handle the truth um, or that they think that I'm not worth it. Um, and so for me, that's, uh, that's been something that's kind of irritated me or damaged my trust. Uh, and then just being micromanaged. Um, I think um, sometimes that looks different for each role, but I think for the, I think starting out position being micromanaged for me, that just told me that I, um, I wasn't, <clears throat> excuse me, I wasn't trusted to do the role. Um, and so that for me was one of those things where it kind of helped me realize, Hey, if you hired me and give me that trust. Um, so. so Taylor, um, I would agree with you. I've been in those roles as well. At the same time, um, if you feel or anyone listening or they know of an instance feels that they're being micromanaged, is there ever an instance? I think I already know the answer to this question. Is there ever an instance where it's justified to be micromanaged? I I would say yes, uh, but that needs to be clearly communicated. I think um, so. I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's. If, if you've lost the trust, if that's going to be like earlier, I mentioned, you know, check, checking off. I want you to go through a task list of things like that, and I want you to check in with me. That needs to be clearly communicated to them. Hey, because this happened, you know, I want to make sure you're still able to do this job. Um, and so you you tell them that. Give them praise. You know, tell them whether shortcoming. Um, or they're falling short. Um, but I think as long as it's clearly communicated, I think it's okay. Um, but I think just to go out and do it, I think is something that kind of leaves that person kind of surprised as to why those are happening. What are, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you disagree with that? No, I don't disagree at all. Um, I think it's on a case by case basis. I think it's based upon, you know, the individual, the responsibility that they have, um, maybe whatever's happened in the past at the workplace, maybe it's part of the process to, um, correct, behavior, not that it's bad, but just to maybe elevate them, maybe even, and I've kind of seen this as well, where a little bit of micromanaging has taken place in leadership development um, mm-hmm. because we want to help create that new habit, um, maybe break a, an existing habit um, that micromanaging is there. So it's not always a bad thing, as long as to your point, we communicate that amongst each other and that there are there are KPIs, key performance indicators or benchmarks in place to say, okay, once I hit this, then this happens and we move forward from that. Um, so I, I would absolutely agree with you. Let me, let me change this now because we've been talking about the negative side or damaging sides of lack of trust. What is something or a couple of things that employer can do that would encourage the trust amongst the culture. Yeah. So I think it's, you know, um, take blame, give credit. I think is an easy, easy phrase. You know, when things go wrong, even if you're part of a group, take ownership of that. Um, and when things go right, give credit to other people, uh, make an effort to know your team, whether that's in person or virtual. Um, and then just being other minded, you know, whether that's um, showing appreciation, whether that's participating um, in the uh, office conversations or in the weekend events at the office or whatever that may look like. Um, and then just finding ways, you know, when, you, when you're doing projects or when you're doing um, special tasks, don't just include the same people, bring other people in, um, even if it's outside their expertise. You know, I, I think it's mm-hmm. good to kind of bring those people in because it, at a minimum, it just shows that they're valued. Um, and I think that doing those things, I think trust is a very relational thing. I think doing those things shows people that you um, are thinking of others and that your intentions are good and that you want to bring other people on. I think that those are typical qualities that people give to some, uh, are looking for when they give someone their trust. 
What, what, what would you think? I, I would, I would take all that and add maybe one or two things more. And I think there's a commitment to that value. Um, you know, when you, when you talk about bringing someone in that may not be their expertise, um, it, it shows that commitment to that individual. It shows that value, but there's also an element of time and dollars, right? If we're bringing them in where that means we're taking a portion of your, your compensation, your financial compensation, and we're going to teach you something else because we believe that you have the potential to learn this and, or we want you to be a part of this conversation, right? Um, the time is also, we're asking you to kind of reschedule your calendar, if you will. So we can have you in something that's new, right? Yeah. So we're asking you to kind of get things done as much as you can within your realm, but then also join us for this new thing that we want to add on to you. So there's a commitment level there. And then I would also just say this is put that, put a timeline around that commitment level, whether it's, we're going to be working on a project together for the next 90 days, three months, or because we're going to tap into some untapped potential, we would like to see you take this on we're going to be swimming in the deep end of the pool with you, but we're going to, we're going to work with you until you've got it. And then we're just going to, over the course of time, it's kind of like what we say with our clients, we're going to lead guide you. And then there's a part in the relationship where we're walking by right, right next to you guys. And then there's a part of the relationship where we're walking behind you. We want to make sure that you've got everything done and then you're off walking and, and you're not seeing us again until the, whatever the next time. So the kind of the same thing within your culture. And I think right now though, Taylor, there are so many people struggling. We've got so many things going on. The, the cost of living has increased and people are just trying to figure out what tomorrow is going to bring when they really should be focused A, on today, but also thinking about what the tomorrows look like. And so because we spend the majority of our waking hours working, it's really important. It's phenomenally important to create a culture that is going to it's going to talk about through other people um, how great a business is or how great the company culture is. So for example, um, I shouldn't have to advertise how good or great with purpose is. It should be done through the employees if the culture mm-hmm. is good enough. And it doesn't mean that we're we're advertising it every day, but it means this. If, if we're looking for the next employee, Maybe it's that I'm not putting out something because one of the employees says, I know someone that would fit great in this culture. I got to tell you what, that'd be the greatest compliment, I think, for any business owner, because really what they're saying is, is I love working here and I want other people that I know to have the same experience. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, it's it's almost just to kind of simplify it as much as possible. I mean, I think nothing that we are saying it should be controversial. These are all things that I think all business owners, all managers recognize and probably want for themselves. Um, but I think it just comes down to you are what you emphasize. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by working on these things, you're then going to create an atmosphere that does that. Um, and so I think, I think all business owners probably want to have this. Um, but so it's just making sure that you take the time to emphasize these things to create this atmosphere. Yep. And just as we wrap this up, um, you and I both know, as well as everybody else knows that things do not happen overnight, right? It takes time and things will grow where you water them, where you, where you plant them, direct sunlight, all of that. So as long as the environment is good, people will grow. And that does not happen overnight. And by the way, when we're talking about culture in the workplace, um, there's a lot of companies 
Amazon is one that I can think of where um, they have people working in their warehouse, but they also have drivers and those drivers represent the culture. So it's not just a remote team, even though those drivers fit into the remoteness of a company culture, they're carrying it out with them. Um, they're, they're that company's brand. They're advertising. So every time I, every time I see an Amazon driver pull up or UPS, I'm waving and I'm thanking them because it's a, it's something I don't have to do. B I, I like them coming to my house and delivering. Right. <laughs> but when they wave back and they smile and they say, have a great day, that to me is a demonstration of a workplace culture. And you're not going to be able to make all the people happy all the time, but just keep in mind for our listeners that it happens. It does not happen overnight. And whoever your employees are, they are an extension wherever they are at, wherever they live, whatever they do, they're an extension of the workplace culture. They're an extension of that trust. They're an extension of what's allowed and what is not allowed to have happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Taylor, uh, again, fun with you this morning. Um, we've been getting some uh, some people that have, have really started to pick up the podcast. That's exciting. Um, so for our listeners, we would love to hear from you. Email us, text, call. You know where how to get a hold of us. Um, this is Chris and Taylor, your hosts of Epic Elite Professionals and Coaching Podcast brought to you by With Purpose. Everyone, I hope you have a great day. Uh, be intentional with the people around you, not just your employees, but all of your relationships. Be intentional. And as we like to say here at With Purpose, live with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips, and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.